What's up, junior high students? It's been a long time since I've seen you in person, but I'm so excited to announce that this Wednesday night, we are gonna be back in person at TNN in 120 East. It's gonna look a little different though. We're gonna do the sermon and small groups all on the same night. So get ready for that. It's coming, it's exciting. But I wanted to tell you about something this weekend that's a little bit different. I wanna remind you that when we last met together, we were up at Big Bear. We were up at camp, actually. It was on March 16th when we were done with Revival Winter Edition and we came back down the mountain. And we said it's going to be a long time until we get back together just like normal, but we're excited to stay connected through the daily Bible reading. And since then, you have read a lot from the Bible if you've been following our daily Bible reading. In fact, I have some stats for you. It has been 75 days since then. So, Today, if you're watching this on March 31st or May 31st, it's been 75 days since Revival Winter Edition. And in the Old Testament, we were actually in the book of Deuteronomy when we were at camp. So we were on Deuteronomy 29. We read all the way to the end of that book. Then the book of Joshua, the book of Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, and 1 Chronicles. We did eight different books of the Bible since we've been together. Also in the New Testament, we finished the book of Mark at the very beginning of quarantine. We read the entire Gospel of Luke, which is the longest Gospel we have, and all the way to John chapter 12. All that to say, we've read a lot from the Bible. In fact, to have the stat for you, we have read 238 chapters from the Bible in the last 75 days. Now, you might be thinking, that is a lot of Bible reading, and it is. But I want to ask you a question. How do you read the Bible? That's an important question to ask and an even more important question to answer because we've been reading so much of the Bible. I want to ask the question, do we even know how to do that? So moving forward, I want to be able to answer that question. And there's a special text we're going to look at today that's going to help us answer that, that question. And that is the text of Psalm chapter 119. It is the longest chapter in the Bible. So don't worry, we're not going to go through the whole thing. It's actually 176 verses. So it's super long, but I want you to grab your Bible and I want you to turn to Psalm 119 for this quick little reminder about how we should be reading the Bible. Now, uh, we're looking at this psalm because this psalm is all about the Bible. Uh, you might think, well, it's the Bible. I mean, the Bible is all about the Bible. Yeah, but not like this. We actually don't know who wrote this. It might have been David. It might have been Ezra. might have been someone we don't know. But we know that whoever wrote this psalm was really into the Bible. He loves the Bible. And I want you to look at the first couple verses, and I want to notice some things. Um, if you're keeping track, it's actually eight quick things. I know it'll be quick, so don't, don't tell me you're not going to be quick, John. I know you're not quick. Um, but eight things from Psalm chapter 119 that's going to help us read the Bible with the right attitude. How do we read the Bible? Well, I want to look at how this guy read the Bible. Look at verse 1. This is Psalm chapter 119, verse 1. It says, Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my way may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. 
Now that's just one eight section chunk and there's actually a bunch of them, 22 eight section chunks here that teach us all about God's word and how we should approach God's word. And I think something you see right there from this guy who's so excited about the Bible and so excited to read, that's a good attitude check that we can have when we come to the Bible. When we listen to the Bible in the morning, or when we read with our family, or however you do the daily Bible reading, are you excited about it? The first thing I want you to write down, first point today, is I want you to read with excitement, okay? If we're talking about how to read the Bible, an important way we need to read the Bible is with excitement. We just see this guy has so much excitement. Look at what he says. He talks about um, he wants to keep these um, statutes diligently. He talks about having his eyes fixed on the commandments, right? When we watch TV shows, when we play video games, right, our eyes are fixed on the characters or we're bored, right? Maybe you're on your phone and, and your eyes are fixed on your phone and there's just something so exciting and so important there. Your eyes are fixed there. Right? That's the same thing that, that this guy says about reading the Bible. My eyes are fixed on the word. I want to know. My ears, they're so attentive because I want to hear more about the Bible. We've read a lot and hopefully you've learned a lot about the Bible and a lot from the Bible. Hopefully you've learned a lot about God. Hopefully you understand more about his character. Hopefully you understand more about what we should do and how we should live. That's why it's so exciting to dig into God's word because we get to hear from God. That is a privilege that not everybody gets to have. And it's a privilege that you and I have when we open God's word. So that's from the first eight verses. Look at verse nine. Go on in this, uh, this psalm and, and keep reading. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? Right? You could slot in young person there. Young man, young woman. How can a young man or a young woman keep their way pure or righteous? He answers the question by guarding it according to your word. Verse 10 says, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. And it's important that right here, he says, how can I keep my way pure? How can I do what God wants me to do? Well, by guarding our lives by the Bible. So the second attitude that we can have when we come to the Bible, when you read in the morning, when you hear a sermon, when, when your parents read it to you, whatever, it's this. I want you to read ready to learn. Read ready to learn. So important that when you come to the Bible, you're not saying, oh yeah, I know everything. Oh, I don't need to hear this again. Oh, I've heard this story. No, come to the Bible ready to learn. Look how this guy, he comes so ready. He says, with my whole heart, I seek you. This guy is ready to learn from God and ready to learn more about God. Look at verse 11, next verse. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's another good attitude when we approach the Bible. We don't just want to uh, read it to, to learn a bunch of stuff and then forget about it. We want to store it up in our hearts. And the, the third thing I want you to do is read to remember. Read to remember. If I were to ask you, let's say that today, right, which I'm asking you right now, so it's convenient. Right? What did you read in God's Word today? If you don't have that answer pretty close at hand, then you probably are not reading to remember. If I had a conversation with you that's really important, and I said, hey, uh, what did we talk about yesterday? And you think, oh, what did we talk about? Oh yeah, we talked about this and this and this and this. If it's important, you're probably gonna remember. But if it's just another conversation, maybe you'll forget. We cannot let reading the Bible just be a normal conversation, because it's not. It's our conversation with God. We get to hear from him. Now, look at verse 12. Check it out, another thing. It says, blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. You get that idea of teaching again. It says, with my lips, I will declare all the rules of your mouth. What he says is so interesting in verse 12, it actually echoes something he says earlier in verse 7. He says, blessed are you, O Lord. When this guy, we don't know if it's David, don't know if it's Ezra, maybe it's some other guy in the Old Testament, whoever wrote this psalm, 
When he goes to the Bible, he goes to the Bible and he praises God. That's another heart attitude that we should have. I think that's the, the fourth thing. Read to praise God. Read to praise God. So when you go to the Bible, you're not just going to the Bible to learn. You're not just going to the Bible to remember and store it up in our hearts so we don't sin against God. It's also a way that we can go to the Bible and we can praise God. Think about this. God reveals himself to us in the Bible. Right? That's something he did not have to do. That's a gracious and good thing that God did to us to reveal himself and to tell us all about himself in the Bible. We should praise him for it. This guy does. It's so important. Drop down to verse 18. We're still in Psalm 119. If you didn't notice, we're not turning to any other passages other than this, this psalm because there's plenty here. And we're not going to do every verse, but we're, drop down to verse 18. Here's what this guy says. He says, open my eyes. Who's he talking to? Think about it. Who's he talking to? He's talking to himself? No. He's talking to God. He's praying right here. He says, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Right? What this guy's saying is, God, please help me understand your word. Okay, that's another thing. I, think, I guess that's the fifth thing here. The fifth attitude we need to have when we go to God's word is we need to read prayerfully. We need to come to God and ask him to show us amazing things in his word. Right? And that's something that we don't always do. Sometimes we come to learn and we don't pray. Sometimes we come to remember, but we don't pray. Sometimes we, we come to be all excited, but we don't pray. It's hard to come to God and um, praise Him and not pray, but this is something that needs to be a part of every time we open up God's Word, that we are praying about it, that we're understanding, wow, I wanna know God's Word better. Every morning when you do it, or every night when you read it with your family, gotta be prayerful about it. Ask Him what you can learn about God, about us, about how we should act, about how we should live, about our relationship with others. There's so much to learn the Old Testament and the New Testament. Next verse, verse 25. Drop down to verse 25 in Psalm 119. Another attitude that we see here that's helpful. He says, my soul clings to the dust, right? That's kind of gross. Um, imagine when you, before you sweep up all the floors or before you do the Swiffer, right? In our house, we got the little hardwood floor. It's actually laminate, which is different. Um, if your parents are into remodeling their houses, they know that that's not the same. Um, but there's this weird like layer of dust that happens on the, on the floor before you sweep it. And then you sweep it all up and it's like, oh gross, we didn't even see that that was there. What this guy says is my soul clings to the dust. Why would you ever cling to the dust, right? Give me life according to your word. What is he talking about? He's saying, I, I need the Bible. I need the Bible. The next way that you can read the Bible, good heart attitude for us to have, is we need to read it like we need it. Read the Bible like you need it. Because the reality is, you do. I do. In the New Testament, 1 Peter, I know I told you it wasn't going to turn you anywhere, but 1 Peter says that the Bible is like milk to newborn babies, right? That's how we survive. You need the Bible. But when you come to the Bible, my question is, do you have that heart attitude? Or is it just the next podcast you listen to? Is it just the next book you read? Is it just the next show you watch? Is it just the next thing in your day? Or is it something that you're going to saying, I need this? If you're only gonna have one meal a day, you'd probably go to that meal like you need it. You'd probably eat it really fast. You'd probably be really excited and really thankful for it. If you're really only going to the Bible once a day, in the morning or at night or whenever you do it, you need to go to it with some appetite, with some serious craving for it. Read it like you need it. 
Drop down to verse 37. Verse 37, we're still in Psalm 119. It says this, Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life according to your ways. So, I want you to admit something. I can admit it. You can admit it, hopefully. Um, during this time of lockdown and separation, whatever, right? Have you looked at any worthless things? Right? I'll be the first one to say, I have watched some very worthless, dumb, unimportant, cringe videos. I've seen, I, I've seen it all, right? Worthless. Right? Not good, not bad, just worthless. It doesn't make any difference, right? Every day, we see worthless things, but here's the deal. The psalmist is the same way, but what he says is, I want my eyes to be turned from those and not to focus on those and not to stay on those, but to turn it according to God's word. It's easy to spend time worth looking at worthless things, but it's maybe harder for us to go to God's word. So here's the next thing. This is um, number seven, if you're keeping track. Number seven, read ready for more. That's an attitude I want you to have. I want you to read and be ready for more. Sometimes we read and say, oh, just when can I be done with this? When can I put it away? Right? That is not the attitude that we ought to have when we approach God's word. It's so important that we read and we're just ready for the next thing. This guy says, turn my eyes from worthless things. Really what he's saying is anything else other than the Bible in comparison is worthless. Right? We want to turn our eyes from worthless things. We want to focus on God's word. Right? If you're quick, turn all the way to the end of this chapter, verse 164. He says a similar thing. He says this. This is uh, Psalm 119, 164. I'll give you time because you've got to turn or, or scroll pretty far for that. It says this. Seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous rules. Right? Seven times a day. Think about that. Imagine reading the Bible seven times in one day. And every time you do that, and every time you remember God's word, you go to God and praise. Right? That'd be awesome. Right? Maybe that's a goal that you should set. Maybe set reminders seven times a day to praise God for his righteous rules. But just notice, that's the same heart attitude as verse 37. That's the attitude that says, I want more. I'm ready for more Bible. I want to know more. I want to know God more. I want to know more about what God says about me. I want to know more about how I'm supposed to live and how I'm supposed to treat my parents and my siblings. I want to know from God's word. You want to know more? Well, be like the psalmist. Praise God seven times a day. Be ready for more. One last thing. Look at the very last verse. Very last verse of this chapter. This is Psalm 119, 176. It says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant and do not, for I do not forget your commandments. This is interesting. This comes at the end of this chapter that's so awesome and so praiseworthy about, oh, wow, we just want to know God's word. We want to know God more. It's awesome. But he ends this chapter, the psalmist, by saying, I have messed up. I've gone astray. And what he says is not, I seek God. He says, he asks God to seek me. Seek your servant. I'm your servant. For I do not forget your commandments. He's asking God to forgive him. And he's asking God to change him. That's, I think, the last attitude I want you to take to the daily Bible reading. And any Bible reading, for that matter, every day. Is I want you to read ready to change. Read ready to change. That's the eighth and final thing. Read ready to change. The truth is, you and me are a lot like the psalmist, at least in that we've gone astray. Right? Maybe you don't love the Bible like the psalmist loves the Bible. Right? We want to elevate that. We want to heighten that. But certainly, we want to be like he is right here, recognizing and humbly admitting that we've gone astray and we need to change. The good news is, the New Testament says that one of the functions of the Bible is it helps us 
know what we need to do. It helps change us. Second Timothy talks about how it's profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and training and righteousness so that we would be equipped. Right? All scripture is said to be that way. That means when you're reading Second Chronicles this week and the Gospel of John, all scripture is helpful and profitable for teaching us and reproving us and changing our behavior. So I know it's been a long time since we've been back together. I'm excited to be back together again, but I told you that it's been 75 days. Okay? I wanna fast forward in your mind 75 days from now. So if you're watching this on May 31st, 75 days from now is August 14th. If you know what August 14th is, that's the, first, that's the couple days leading up to when you're gonna go back to school. So this quarantine lockdown has been like an extra summer. So hopefully you enjoyed it. But whether you enjoyed it or not, I hope that you're gonna make the most of it in the next 75 days that when you're reading God's word, you're coming at it with these eight things that we learned here today from Psalm 119. But before we go, I wanna pray and ask God to help us read the Bible and ask God to help us this week as we spend time in his word. So let's pray for that right now. God, we are so thankful that you chose to reveal yourself to us, something that you were gracious to do, you didn't have to do. Um, you could have done it in so many different ways, but you gave it to us in a book. We are so thankful that that book has been carefully passed down throughout the ages. Uh, I'm just so thankful that we have it in our own language. We have it on our shelves. We have it on our devices. We have it on our phones and our computers. We have it everywhere. God, I pray that we would not neglect it I know that sometimes when we have a lot of something, we aren't thankful for it. So um, I pray that we would all be thankful for your word and we go to it with the right heart attitudes, just like the psalmist did, that we go to the Bible like we need it. We go to the Bible ready to change and that you would help us change. We praise you for how awesome your word is and how amazing it is that we get to dig into it every day. We know it's a privilege, it's not a right, so we're thankful for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.